Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and with me, as always... Gator. <laughs> that was enthusiastic. Anyway. and um, We got snowed on. We are recording from home. Yeah. Not from Indianapolis, as no. we intended. We got iced up really bad. Yeah, we'll we'll get into all that in a little bit, but um, yeah. yeah, first uh, first things first, though, it is the uh, first Friday of February, and so what that means? My monthly cigar box is we're gonna be cracking open the February my monthly cigar box. Nick, so, Jeff, I have a problem. What's your problem? Uh oh. Yes. Our Bovida seals of freshness are on, not adhered on the outside. The, yes, the like sticker thing. Somebody tried to get into our boxes. Why are you staring at me? It'll come to you. Oh, anyway, oh, let's any- let's move <laughs> on. <laughs> anyway, sick ass. Think about what you said, but slower. Sick ass. Anyway, all right. Well. We've cracked open the box. We have. significantly easier this month since the little Bovida <laughs> seal on the outside was. Oh, we got a pen. You know, whatever. It is a, a pen. Really nice month. My monthly cigar pen. Ooh, it is a very nice my monthly cigar pen that has a stylus on the other end, no less. That's right. I thought it was an eraser. No, that's a stylus. Oh, okay. Well, no wonder those never get the ink <laughs> off. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my God. All right. So Ooh, It's in our little card. It's fanciful. Uh, I don't know. Hang on a second. We're using a table here that's a little smaller than normal, and so I've kind to of... To stay closer to the heating out. source. Yes. So I've kind of run out of space. So, all right. What do we have here? What do we have here? What do we have here? We got a couple of My Monthly Cigars business cards. Another cigar pulpit sticker. Another cigar pulpit sticker. A My Monthly Cigar sticker. A card welcoming us to the club, and the card. We got it. Featuring what is in the box. What's in the box? What's in the box? Ooh. Nothing I recognize. Ooh. <laughs> so it Some is, new stuff. I like it. It's a whole lot of new stuff. Well, Jeff? Ave Maria? How would you yes. pronounce that? Dav- Davina? Davina. It's the Davina? A- Ave Maria Davina. A Toro 6x54 with a Habano sun-grown wrapper, a Nicaraguan binder, and filler. An Ortega Cubano. The Ortega Cubano is a 6x50 Toro with an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, a Nicaraguan binder, and Nicaraguan filler with Nicaraguan tobacco from Jalapa and Esteli. Holy crap. I'm circling back for a second. Yes. Go back to that Ave Maria. Look at the MSRP on that sucker. That would be an $18 MSRP wow. on that guy. So Okay. All right, then. Yeah. So we'll see that's what that's something. all about. Um, and then Ramon. Yeah, I, good luck. Good yeah. luck on that. Ramon. Ramon, Ramon Bueso. Bueso Exclusivo. Exclusivo. So the Ramon Bueso Exclusivo is a 5x50 Robusto with a Connecticut wrapper, a Honduran binder, and Nicaraguan and Honduran filler. We have Carlos Toronto Exodus 1959, the 50 years. That would also be a Robusto 5x50 with a sun-grown Brazilian wrapper, a Honduran binder, and a Nicaraguan filler. It's Esteli in the Pueblo Nuevo? Nuevo. Nuevo, thank you. Nuevo. Nuevo. 
No hablo espanol. I really need to learn Spanish. That last one, the Carlos Tarano, um did receive a 93 rating from Cigar Aficionado and was the number 10 cigar of the year by Cigar Aficionado in 2010. Oh, awesome. This is a good-looking box. I, You know, here's what I like about I it. I enjoy all the boxes, here's, but this is a especially good-looking. <laughs> here's what I like about it. There's not a single cigar here I've ever had in my life. Nope. I and, like it, too. And <clears throat> so That's the beauty of doing the My Monthly Cigar Box. opportunity for me to try a whole bunch of new stuff. That's right. So. Okay, I'm going to say out of the gate, I want to save the Ave Maria. Let's you save it for save last. It? I think okay. we should save it for last. Okay. So then that leads to the question of what are we smoking today, Jeff? Well. Crack open the bag. Let's take a look at these suckers. Hmm. Okay, and one thing I do love about my monthly cigars is there is our tiny little Bovita pack, keeping our cigars fresh in transport. Those come in really handy for like my travel humidor, yep. or if I'm just going to have a couple of cigars in the uh, Jeep, I'll put them in you know one of the cigar bags and zip them up with that. Those come in handy. Very handy. Okay, what are you thinking there, Biggin? I don't care. Pick your poison. He's looking. He's studying. Well, I'm them. telling you. You know what? Let's start off. Let's start off with the Carlos Torano. Is that right? Carlos Torano. Torano. The Exodus, 1959. Let's start with that one. All right then. Let's do it. All right. Then. Okay, so we've picked. We have picked the cigar. Let's All hit right. it. All right. Well, now that we have picked our we cigar have here, so we will. Well, it's ahead. a gorgeous band. It's uh, a triple band again. You got a really nice uh, footer band there that explains the cigar and talks about the company. There is a lot of detail on this. There's a lot of detail. And then you've got the 50 year band, and then you've got the uh, Exodus band up top. Really nice looking cigar. Let me get mine out of the cellophane. Oh my gosh. It's in there. It's really not. It's out. And okay. you're just. There we go. There you go. You're cheating. So bitter. So hostile. Oh my gosh. So. All right, well, with that, it is now time that we cut the cigar. I didn't bring my cutter. You had your cutter yesterday. I did in have the my Jeep. cutter. I had my cutter with me for the trip. I know. Thank you, Bjorn. You did have your cutter in I the Jeep. I had my Bjorn yesterday. cutter. But yet, you didn't bring it here. No. So, what are you going to do? Gnaw the end <laughs> off like a savage. <laughs> All right. Give that guy a cut. There you go. All right. Do you have a. A tiny table, so we're trying to figure out where the trying to make is. it all work. So, give this guy a cold draw, almost a little sweet. Yeah, what is that? It smells like like the like the aroma has a bit of a fruity it smell does. to it. It does, but I don't know exactly what it is. Yeah, there's something there. It's a cherry. It might be cherry. We have a guest watching us, and we do. She <laughs> said maybe it's cherry. We are recording at uh, Top Shooters in Columbia, Illinois. Well, I'm going to go ahead and give mine a light. Fired up. You're going to give yours the infamous Jeff Cold Retro Hail? I have, but I'm not. I can't figure out what it is. You do realize that that's not a thing, right? I'm telling you, you get stuff off of it. And I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a cold retro hail. I'm telling you, you get there's more not, off of it. No, you don't. Yes. You have a little faith. Hey, bend them over a barrel and show them the 50 states wasn't a thing until they put it in uh, Horrible Bosses. I actually got a um, uh, message from the folks over at Martinez Cigars. Oh, did you? And he said that um, he made a reference to your famous Jeff uh, Cold Retro. Mm-hmm. 
To which I said, there's nothing to retro. And he says, haha, I know. I grabbed a stick from the humidor and tried it. <laughs> All I did was shake my head for even trying it. <laughs> I'm telling you, it works. It uh, really does work. I don't know. What is the flavor on this thing? I don't know. There's something, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was thinking, okay, I'm going to say this. I was oh. thinking more of a peaches and cream. No. Yeah. Chiclets and cantaloupe. <laughs> you haven't used that one in a while. I haven't. I'll give you that one. Okay, you ready for the retro hail? Yeah. Let's see what you get there. Boy, what is that? I don't know. It is fruity. Maybe apricot? I'm thinking dried apricots. It's smooth. I'll say that. Whatever it is, it's it's very it's a very creamy kind of yeah. smooth cigar. I am getting something kind of sweet. So, like, I'm thinking kind of like a dried berries. Um, I was going with dried apricots. Yeah. And maybe, like, almost like a peaches and cream taste. See, I'm not getting the peaches and cream. I'm getting, like, a dried berries. Maybe a little chocolate. Get a little chocolate. I'm not getting that. I do get the dried, some kind of dried fruit. Again, it's a creamy cigar. Like I said, it's almost a peaches and cream taste. Hmm. This is good. It's good. It's not one I've ever had before. No. I haven't either, but, but that's a good. good cigar. I wonder where you can get these. MyMonthlyCigars.com. There you go. Uh, the Exodus 1959. Anyway. I would assume that's referring to the Exodus from Cuba. Probably. I, I would have, think I so. would imagine yes. so. Um, so, let's talk about yesterday. <laughs> let's indeed. We, we tried to make an Exodus from we Illinois. We did. <laughs> and, uh, and it just bit us in the ass. So, all right. The plan for yesterday was... For this weekend, sort of. Well, yeah, exactly. The plan for this weekend was that Jeff and I were going to hit the road, give or take, somewhere in the noon hour uh, on Wednesday. Yes. And head for Indianapolis, get out there by about five-ish, you know, Indianapolis time. Because it's about a four-hour drive for us. Yes. It was a much-needed kind of... Getaway, respite, but, yeah. you know, some cigar fun. Exactly. For us. And so we hit the road, and... Um, and then our, the road hit us back. Yeah, so the, the there was a winter storm rolling in, and we thought that we could race it. And yeah, that didn't work. Unfortunately, we were kind of straddling the line of the storm where it separated from winter weather to rain. Mm-hmm. And so if you went about 10 miles south of where we were... It was just rain. It was no big deal. Yep. But unfortunately, where we were... On Interstate 70 in quickly middle of Illinois. turned into ice and snow glazing and all that. And so we basically drove... He picked me up at my house, and we pretty much drove, what? Hour 20. Hour 20. Turned east, around, drove an hour 20 And then decided to drive <laughs> back. Well, it's when you got the call from your dad. Yeah. So my dad lives in Indianapolis, and he did tell us... Hey, you know, Southwest is canceling flights and, you know, they're they're pushing stuff back and everything else. It's going to be bad here tonight. You guys may want to think about rescheduling this. And so finally we're like, all right, fine. You know, at this point, the universe is against us new in this trip. Let's just call and it. We were, and uh, when we turned around, we were at 33 degrees. And I said, Nick, either we have to press on and try to beat it, which is not going to happen. Or we've got to turn around and get back before it freezes. And... We saw three wrecks on the way home. We did. Yeah, it had so uh, it, frozen. It was probably for the best. But, but we were in my Jeep, and by God, we made it through. We did make it through. The BF chicken was upset. Oh, the BF chicken was pissed. He was upset with us. Yeah. He um, was squawking in the back seat. It was a thing. Cannot broadcast what he was saying to no. us. No. 
I mean, you guys pretty much know it was just the tone and inflection of what he was saying to us more than anything. <laughs> He's kind of like Groot. Yeah. Yeah, he just says one thing. Yeah, he but just you, says one thing. But you can yes. glean a lot from how he said that one thing. <laughs> <laughs> I am Groot. Language. Yeah, yeah. Only in this case, it's... <laughs> <laughs> and, and all we can say is language every language. time. Language. Language. But anyway. That chicken is vile. Foul mouth bird. <laughs> he really is a foul mouth bird. <laughs> we will be making a trip out to Indy, though, but it'll be uh, more like in uh, at the end of the month. I think we're looking at the end of the month. Well, and actually, we've got something that worked out well there for us because there's a barrel burner yeah, event. Yeah, the barrel burners are having an event on Saturday the 29th at 6 p.m. at Styx in Indianapolis. And so what we figured is... You know, hey, we were going to check out Sticks anyway. We're now looking at the last weekend of the month, so I guess it kind of works out for Nick and Gator to come and uh, hijack the, the uh, barrel burner barrel event. Burners yeah. event. So <laughs> I'm not going to hijack it. I mean, I am a member, so I mean, exactly. You know, I'm not. I mean, I'm, I need an, to, I'm an interloper. I need to get significantly more active in the chat, but you mm-hmm. know, that, a lot of time. That's my problem with joining it. It just seems like so much work. It's kind of like the B and I of cigars. Not really. I mean, it's just... Being I's a cult. It's social. That's the thing. It's just, it's social. And my whole thing is that I don't want to jump into the chat room if I don't have a little bit of time to actually dedicate to conversing and, and whatever with and everybody. you're a social creature. And I've been just very busy this year. And, it really has been. And I just haven't had the time to, to sit and just chat. And so... I feel bad because there's a lot of people on there that I haven't really interacted with in a little while. And but they know you, you know, care from listening to the cast. Well, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, he, he cares, folks. You know, he does. Still, but anyway. Well, you have a segment. Now we didn't get to do this last week, but you have a segment with Jen. I did. I did get to circle up with our buddy from the north, Curious Jen, and so we'll have a Friday whiskey segment here in just a minute. But first, what are you getting on the cigar? It's just smooth. It's creamy. Like, this is a cigar I want to go find and smoke again. This is a great stick. Are you having the same experience? No, I'm liking it. It's real smooth. It is creamy. Um, Why have I never seen this before? I don't know. It, it, I am getting that kind of sweetness of the dried berries or something like that. It's some um, kind of fruit. And I don't know. I don't know if it's a chocolate or, like, kind of an earthy thing going on or something. But there's something. I can't say I'm getting chocolate. More. Although, I, I may have jacked my palate up because before I got here, I ate some uh, black and red licorice. That may have jacked your palate yeah. up, yeah. But I'm getting, there's some kind of fruit, and like I said, it's just a creamy cigar. You know what it kind of reminds me of, um, mm-hmm. as far as the, the creamy finish to it, is is kind of like the uh, Leaf by Oscar. Okay. How that has yeah. that creamy taste to I it and texture. That. That's that's how that. this has, too. It's a darker cigar. It is. It is. So, it's, well, according to a little card from My Monthly, it is a f- medium to full-bodied cigar, so. Yeah. It's, uh... Very flavorful. Mm-hmm. Nope, I'm liking it. So, so far, the February box is one Paying for four. Off. So, yep. Anyway, well, we'll go ahead and jump into our Friday Whiskey segment and go and talk with our buddy, Curious Jen. Well, it's time again for our regular Friday segment after a brief one-week reprieve. Friday Whiskey with Curious Jen. How are you, Jen? What do you mean, reprieve? Well, you needed a break from rep- Friday Whiskey? Well, I mean, no. I mean, it just kind of happened that way. 
didn't you miss me? Well, of course I did. You know, I missed you, and I was really hoping that you were going to take some pictures of some dirty minions in Vegas, but you, you know, didn't. You know, here's what's messed up, is I didn't see any dirty minions in Vegas. However, I did, I could have swore, I could have swore all day long that I took a picture of a dirty Minnie Mouse and Winnie the Pooh. But for whatever reason, when I like looked on my phone to, in my like photo log thing, it wasn't there. And I don't know what happened to this picture because this poo bear was filthy. Now, I did <laughs> I did send you the picture of the dirty Mickey Mouse as he's standing there like, you know, with his hat head off. Like Yeah. Yeah, yeah he did look pretty dirty. He was dirty homeless Mickey Mouse. I thought so. you had some other dirty pictures on Instagram, but we won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I talked about that in uh, Tuesday's episode, actually. But anyway, so. <laughs> oh, uh, I can't wait to tune in. I was going to say, Jen's got Jen's to catch up on her pulpit here to figure out what, you know, find out that I story. I already know what's what. Yeah, that's true. Story. You know that story already, so. I know you were taking pictures of dirty things in Vegas. But I just wanted a dirty minion. God, Nick, they're all over. How come you couldn't find one? I didn't see them. I saw a lot of dirty Disney characters. Didn't see the dirty minion. Hmm. So. Anyways, that's a little disappointing. I'm sorry. (laughs) We'll be back out there in July, so we'll look for dirty minions then, so. Oh, okay. Well, actually, I've been looking. uh, I think I do want to go to the States somewhere. Oh, well, by God. Jeff and I are going to be in in Vegas uh, for the PCA convention. In um, it's in July. I'm trying to remember the dates off the top of my head. I think it's like the 10th through the 14th or something like that. I know July is actually a hot month here in Canada. It's I doubt it's really I'll... hot in Vegas too. So like you know, I don't know if that's ideal, but well, no, you don't leave Canada during the hot months. I see. There's only two, Nick. Well, yeah. I guess that's true. You would want to leave when it's like, you know, negative 80 degrees outside and snow up to your roof or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I want to leave. How's that all been going? You you guys, you guys thawing out up there a little bit? Uh, Well, it's not minus 50 Celsius anymore. That's good. It's like minus 16, I think it says today. Let me just look here. Oh no, it's minus five. Wow. Minus five. That's not bad at all. The sun is shining. Well, it's a little cloudy, but yeah, it's not bad. Look, the sun go. is shining right on my hair there. I see that. I see that. Edmonton's a sunny city. <laughs> well, fun. Well, Jan, I, right. I do have my glass here. My ice is slightly melted, so I will drink the water out of it before I okay. pour my, my drink. So, anyway. That's your last sip of water now. <laughs> so, I do have some remnants of the, the Buffalo Trace bottle. Fair, mm. uh, fair amount, not not a ton. You but probably I, have, I don't know, what, one-fifth of a bottle there? Yeah, maybe a little less than that. That there. Moisturize those cubes? Exactly. And, to go along with it, I have my pineapple juice. Oh, okay, good. I'm curious as to what pineapple juice and bourbon is gonna taste like yeah i have the buffalo trace so we'll see i don't know i had a um pineapple and jameson out in las vegas and it actually wasn't bad oh okay so i don't know jameson's an irish whiskey though so it's it's true it's a little different i guess you would say 
It is. <laughs> Let me see what that glass looks like. It's a lot of juice. But it's got that, that kind of like, you know, darkness to it, though. Like a burnt orange. Kind of, yes. So. Or, <laughs> or when you haven't peed in a really long time. <laughs> and are super dehydrated. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, that's appetizing for my drink, so... Anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, I... <laughs> well, I was saying, what do you have? <laughs> yeah. I brought Ardbeg Grooves. Okay. So this is a single malt scotch. Here comes the pop. Oh, it's a good pop. Oh, was it? It sounded so bad. Oh, I thought it was a good pop. I was pop. worried about spilling the bottle. Like, you can't find this anymore. Oh. So this is a peated scotch. So what does that mean? I've heard about Me peat before. Or do you want me to just wait and hear about this another day? Yes, you can't know everything all in one okay, day. Okay, fine. We'll just we will stick to whatever topic you have come up with for today and we will put this topic on the shelf for another day. Great. And we actually have another topic that I put on the shelf too. And okay. I kind of forgot to talk about it. It was um charring levels. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So peat and char. So I want to circle back to a prior topic. Real quick. Okay. I want to circle back. Right. To, I want to circle back to block heaters. I was having a conversation with uh, Instagram user Ruffian, and I'm probably going to butcher this second word. Jarosik. It's J A R O S I K. And Ruffian was telling me about the importance of block heaters in the United States on diesel trucks. Okay, I have heard yes. that they are. Because big big, yes, yes, because uh, otherwise the fuel can like turn to like some sort of gel or something. It'll gel up and and clog stuff. So like they have to keep the the fuel and keep it all all at a certain temperature. And so so yes. Yeah. So regarding block heaters, it may not necessarily be available like as a standard thing on most passenger cars and things like that. But apparently on like big rigs and diesel trucks and all that it's 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 a thing okay yeah uh, i did actually kind of hear that too that in the states um mostly trucks would have that so there we go it's good to know we talk about these things and people are going to set us i was going to say somebody's going to tell us i know they like to tell us off don't they i yeah i have a lot of people that like to tell me <laughs> off you're right anyway. i just told you off about the minions it's true it's true so Okay, you know what else I brought? What did you bring? Along with my peated whiskey. What is that? I brought my favorite whiskey pairing. <laughs> which is, that, is cheese. I was going to say, is that cheese? <laughs> it is. It did is. you finally I, make yourself the crudite? The charcuterie? Charcuterie. Yeah. What's crudite? Is that cut up vegetables? I don't know. I don't know. How do you spell that? I've never even heard that. I before. don't know. I might be making a word up then. It sounds. It sounds. <laughs> oh, crudite. Yeah, I was gonna say. I thought it was like maybe it's like like vegetable, like a vegetable tray. Um, no vegetable trays here. Okay. Only cheese. Cheese. <laughs> oh, that's my actually cheese and chocolate is my favorite whiskey pairing. Really. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Especially while I really like cheese. Like, it's, God, it's my downfall. Because right. it's not really good for you, but I just love, oh, I love it so much. I love much. cheese. Fuck, I love it, yeah. So the reason why I was bringing that up is because, hey, how is that? It's good. 
that that the whiskey is it catches you on the backside like you get the pineapple juice on the forefront but then as you're as you're you know swallowing it and whatnot it's like all of a sudden there's that there's that little hint of whiskey burn that kind of comes on the backside and it's like oh look at that the whiskey is there but it's good <laughs> i didn't think i saw you stir it so you're going to be tasting that whiskey at the bottom of the yeah glass. i'm thinking so <laughs> I, I can see it floating around there. I didn't. I just kind of poured it. Mm. It looks not bad. It's not bad. I like pineapple juice. Yeah, so do I. So do so. I. Okay, so the reason why I brought up my pairing of uh, whiskey and cheese is because our conversation today is going to be brought to you by Squirrels underscore Creations underscore LLC. Oh, I like Squirrel. Also known as Jason. How you doing, Jason? Been a little while. He needs to come yeah. back on the show and talk cigars again. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he was uh, asking me about pairings and what whiskey I would pair with steak. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a really good question. And um, the first time that I really had a peated whiskey, it was Laphroaig. And so Pete has a very distinct taste to it. And smell, kind of like burn band aids. That it's doesn't like sound appetizing at all. <laughs> no, it's kind of definitely something like I would never expose you to yet because you're almost you're you're already grimacing. <laughs> God, burnt band aids. That's ew. yeah. It's a very 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 strong smoky smell, and the taste is very distinct. But anyway, so the first time I tried Laphroaig was, which is a peated whiskey, I was craving steak like nobody, I never crave steak. Yeah. But when I was having that whiskey, I was like, God damn, this would go so great with a steak. So I do think, in my opinion, the best whiskey to go with a steak is like a peated whiskey. Okay. But I wasn't sure if Jason drinks, you know, peated scotch. So... I searched around on the internet to see what else it might go with. Um, so I found that it would actually go pretty well with bourbon because, you know, bourbon has rich caramel flavors and it can hold up against a big beefy steak. And so a bourbon that was recommended was Woodford Reserve. And I thought, Whit- Woodford is very caramelly. You have a little bottle of I Woodford, do have I a think. little bottle of that somewhere. You do. And I think that would be a great bourbon to pair with steak. Okay. And then I was looking at rye because I also like rye. And and it did recommend um, a rye, but I totally did not agree with it. And I, I don't know. I didn't think rye would actually really pair well with steak. I thought it would pair well better with like salmon or like some fatty fish. Okay. Like a fatty rich fish would go good with a rye. All right. So basically with peated whiskey, I'd say steak Steak and peated whiskey. Yum. All right. Then. Or a little bourbon. Like a sweet little Woodford Reserve. Well, that. So there you go. There you go. There's a nice That's answer good. for squirrel. That's right. Have you or seen... a piece of squirrel, I guess, if you're Jeff. I was going to say, if you're Jeff. But <laughs> have you, uh, speaking of squirrel, have you seen any of his creations? No. Oh, you need to search around on his Instagram a lot. He has this awesome woodworking shed, and he'll make. Yeah. Um, uh, ashtrays and humidors and all kinds of really cool stuff. I do know he's into the woodworking because I've oh, been yeah. asking him repeatedly. He makes furniture, like legit 
furniture too. Yeah. Well, I've been asking him repeatedly to, uh, he does have a Jen Karen glass. Okay. And I really was hoping he would showcase some of his woodworking with the glass. Yeah. But he has not. Oh, Jason, buddy. Jason got called out on the cigar pump. Dude, (laughs) she even answered your question, man. You better start getting something going with the, with the Jen Karen glass there. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. He's had it for a long time. Ah, oh, see. He's busy, I guess. He doesn't have time to drink. I don't know. You know, that just sounds like an excuse. I know. Yeah. I know. I mean, I told you that I was busy today and that I really didn't have the time to drink. And look at me. I'm sitting here with a drink. I know. You said you were going to get water and I just was like, oh. Yeah. She and berated me. She's like, she's like, yeah, that would be like you getting water. And I'm like, well, okay, fine then. <laughs> so catching, catching crap. So anyway. That's right. Speaking of whiskey, I want to uh, give a shout out to listener Adam Stevens, who sent me a nice little gift that I received while I was in Vegas. He sent me a couple of mini bottles of screwball peanut butter whiskey. So, yeah, I'm pretty he, darn jealous. <laughs> well, Thanks, <you> know. Adam. <laughs> so he's been talking this this uh, peanut butter whiskey up for quite a while, and he he finally sent a couple of mini bottles over to me. So I want to thank well, you. Well, I'll live vicariously through you. And okay. Okay. We'll see how that goes. I don't know what to pair that with. Typically, I've I like. I've never had it. Typically, so I, I like no peanut idea. butter with either jelly or um, chocolate, but I can't imagine that peanut butter whiskey is going to go well with either one of those. Maybe chocolate. I would say dark chocolate, but but like I said, it's not available here in Canada, so I don't really know. <laughs> is... Maybe you could pair it with some uh, sugar-free gummy bears. There you go. Hmm? That would result There's in some chocolate. There's an episode. So, anyway. <laughs> Ew. Oh. <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh. Live from my bathroom, it's the cigar pulpit. Mm-hmm. Not with Jen. Jen's ducking mm-hmm. out on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Jen chose to end her association with the pulpit with that episode. <laughs> no more. Yeah, especially I've heard some of your bathroom stories. What do you, I mean... What? Yes, that one at the restaurant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That one was rough. Yeah. <laughs> that poor kid. You're like, oh, yeah, she actually has. <laughs> that poor kid. I can't remember what I've told you when I haven't. That poor kid, I swear, if he, if, if that kid walked in and saw what I know he saw, I would have quit that night. I wouldn't have. I I just would have said, no, nah, no job's worth this. <laughs> yeah. I'll just leave it. I'll leave that up to the imagination of the listeners to determine what it is that I'm referring to. I'm not going to tell the story. Like how you completely defiled the bathroom. But they can come up with their own picture in their mind. They can figure out in their mind how I did that. They don't need to know the intricate details of how that took place. (laughs) Lucky me, listeners. I was going to say, hey, 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 hey. You know, this is mutually assured destruction here, you know. (laughs) <laughs> we were sharing stories remember that <laughs> oh yes actually we were <laughs> so let's just let's just throttle that back there jen <laughs> let's rein those horses in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-uh, oh no my gosh 
Oh, well, Lord. Yeah, that was awkward. Let's change that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, My goodness. So the last time we spoke, you were getting ready to celebrate Robbie Burns Day. I was. So how was that? Well, I tried 10 different whiskeys. Wow. Um, so a lot of them I'd had already, but oh, okay. it was still fun. It was fun. I got paid to do it. You can't complain. No, that's awesome. So, yeah. G eat There was haggis. I would say, G eat some haggis. I did not. I know <laughs> that. It was homemade haggis, I guess. Yeesh. Yeah, who makes that? Anyways, and it was kind of be- like in front of me. And I was trying to nose the whiskeys, and all I could smell was this fucking nasty haggis. <laughs> oh. So eventually I kind of had it moved away. But it was a good night. We had um, some Canadian whiskeys. We had Japanese whiskey, scotch. Yeah, it was a very fun night. Well, good. I love trying anything new. So well, a few of go. them were new to me. So it was good. All I know is part of my Vegas experience included at least two, possibly a third, I can't remember, uh, rounds of shots of something uh, black label. Oh, yeah. What was that? It's uh, so Johnny Walker has okay. like a really good scotch history. Yeah. So I hate to dog on them too much, but I am, I've only had. Johnny Walker Red, which I had to turn into Jello shots because I just could not do mm. it. It made me think I actually didn't like scotch. Oh my gosh! Um, and then I tried when I was in Jamaica. All they had was Johnny Walker Black. And you know, when you're in Jamaica and you're desperate for whiskey, you'll do what you have to. <laughs> <laughs> so I did drink it, and I didn't like it at all. Yeah, I wasn't I mean, the it's biggest a brand, fan, which was great. It's a harsh whiskey. Yeah, I wasn't the biggest fan. Mm-hmm. Lots of people like it, though. Uh, not the Johnny Walker Red, but yeah. the Johnny Walker Black. And I think Johnny Walker Blue is here anyways. It runs like 200 bucks. I haven't tried that one, I don't think. This was a fairly no. cheap casino bar, so... Like, well, yeah, or, mean, or Johnny mean, Walker Black is cheap. Yeah, this was... I mean, yeah. What was yeah. their rail whiskey? I'm trying to remember. I think it was Jim Beam. Yeah, that's not great either. Yeah, I think that um, was just the rail whiskey. I feel like... I was paying I attention, Jen. I was actually legit paying attention to the rail whiskey I, and whatnot. See? But you have the phone a friend option to steer you away from the Johnny Walker block. <laughs> <laughs> I am your spirit guide. <laughs> I'll just start Skyping Jen from the middle of the casino floor. Yeah. Help me. <laughs> yeah, you really did get into a mess there. That's oh, why you you're, no you know, with the whores. That's, I mean, that was that night. <laughs> I know. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's that's what we were doing shots of. And then my buddy Corey was sitting there doing, uh, he had a, a triple neat wild turkey. Because that was the highest ABV <laughs> that they had. Oh, you don't know which wild turkey it was? Uh, I mean, it was a cheap bar, so... I'm okay. assuming wild this turkey is... still he did better than what you did. The mm. wild turkey is much better, in my opinion, than Johnny Walker Black. Well, that's what he was doing. Yeah, well, that's why you're taking drugs. That was the only. That was the only. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking what? 
<laughs> drunk self. Oh. That's why. That's what Johnny Walker Black will do. It would not have taken much to get me to take drunk selfies because it was, I was drunk pretty quick. But um, no. And then, but see, that was the only night we partied at that bar. The other bar, they had some sort of rye that he really liked, and so he was doing triple, whatever, neat rye. I don't know what it was. So. You're supposed to pay attention to those things. He'd already been ordering it by the time I got there, and the bartender knew him by name at that point. So, oh my god, it was pretty far into this to where I wasn't going to learn anymore. You did drunk text me that night. Did I really? Yeah. Oh no. No. Let me see what. what did oh you say? no. You're like, oh crap! What did I say? No, Hold I know, on, and I'm using my phone to Skype you, so I can't check. Um, I'm looking through here. There's a lot of talk about whores <laughs> and big bushy eyebrows. But anyway, no, they weren't bushy, were they? Well, they were kind of painted they on. Look, they didn't look. Yeah, you're right. They're not so much bushy. They don't look. They don't look bushy. Okay, hold on. <laughs> See here. God, we do talk a lot <laughs> about, especially about whores. You were fixated on that picture. Yes. Oh, okay. Here's here's where it goes. I'm drunk as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> My friend Corey got me super wasted. <laughs> a couple of shots of black label, whatever that is, and I drank a metric shit ton of pineapple and Jameson. Holy shit. There you go. <laughs> that about describes that's not that a bad night. Drunk, yeah, that's not a bad drunk text, actually. Yeah, I mean, it was okay. coherent. Totally so, coherent. There you go. But then the next morning, I wake up and I'm like, see this text, and then I look on your Insta, and there's and you see the like, picture. Like, yeah, I'm like <laughs> with your rosy cheeks. He's just so fucking happy. Oh, he oh. was. And see, and Corey kept delighting himself in getting me to blush. Like the whole night, he would do stupid crap just to get me to blush. Oh yeah, so, I could see that would be very fun. You you yeah. do blush very easily. Yeah, you're basically a constant state of blush. Almost <laughs> blushing. Hell, right I'm now. blushing right now. <laughs> I can feel it. You're like, is it hot? I'm like, woo. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Cheers, Jen. So. Okay, so what did you think? Do you think the Buffalo Trace and pineapple is better than the Jameson and pineapple? You don't remember the James and the pineapple. You had metric shit tons, you said, but now you don't remember. <laughs> I think I liked it better with the Jameson, actually. Um, <laughs> the Buffalo Trace, and and I say this, you know, having, I mean, I guess I haven't tried Jameson straight, but I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that um, I probably, in terms of mixing, the Buffalo Trace, you know, by itself is fair it's smooth it's it's still got that whiskey kind of burn to it you know for me but see i'm weak but um the uh the 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 buffalo trace it has it's it's more smooth and so i do think i kind of like it a little bit better with the jameson only because with the jameson i'm gonna have to cover that up with something you know i don't mind okay i've only had jameson stout edition Okay. And I actually didn't mind it. It kind of was like... Now, that's the stuff that you were telling me is in the good. car bomb. Yes, I'm glad you brought that up. Oh, Nick. boy. Because I think it would be very fun 
to do an Irish car bomb with you. And it would be very, very, very fun if we had our listeners join in. Okay. When are you wanting to do this? Because we are coming upon St. Patrick's Day here in like, I know, you know, about a month, a little over a month. So I was kind of thinking that we could gather up videos of people doing their Irish car bomb. If you don't know what an Irish car bomb is, it is um, a pint of Guinness, and then you drop in a half a shot of Irish cream whiskey mixed with a half a shot of uh, Irish whiskey. Okay. So you drop that in the beer. I do have a video on my Instagram if you are interested in so, watching how that goes down. So <laughs> drop that in the beer and... Yeah, and chug away. Oh, my. So I was thinking we could collect, you know, people doing that. And then, you know, for St. Patrick's Day, we could do that and then do something like, I don't know, maybe make a YouTube video out of it. I like it. I like this idea. This is a good idea. I think it would be a lot of fun. And I do really, really, oh, (laughs) your cat agrees. Yeah. (laughs) My cat has joined the conversation here. She's a mouthy one. She's like, yeah, Nick, let's do that. (laughs) Sign me up for the first video. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I haven't done anything on my YouTube in a substantial amount of time. And I would like to put something. I keep threatening to do stuff on mine too. Yeah. So. And so maybe we could, that's when we go out live and we do a live YouTube. Oh my. Mm-hmm. This is coming and together. People can see you go at all. People can see you do it. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Chugging that, chugging that thick beer like that. I, oh yeah. Ooh, that's don't gonna, eat lunch. <laughs> I was going to say, that's going to get rough. That'll get rough. So. No, I think, I feel you can do it. And I think, uh, so if people want to send me their videos or you their videos and we'll gather them all up and have it ready for March, I think it would be a really fun chit show. (laughs) Well, if there's nothing that we like more at the Cigar Pulpit, it's a shit show. I know. Yes. I know. I'm here to bring the shit show. There you go. You're bringing the whiskey (laughs) to the shit show. So. That's right. Oh, well, very good. I like that idea. So, yeah, we'll plan on that. Yeah, we should have more details once we think about it a little bit more, I guess. Yes, we can announce that here soon. I think that'd be lots of fun. All right, then. I I always enjoy people doing that kind of thing. (laughs) Actually, on my YouTube, I have several, like, videos of uh, Shot Sunday where people did shots. Yeah. And I collected them all, and I made a YouTube video of it. That's fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and people enjoyed seeing themselves. So I guess, you know, if they send their video in, they just have to be aware that it's going to be on YouTube. Exactly. Yeah. And used for our promotional purposes. Yes. (laughs) All rights and likenesses (laughs) therein belong to us. Uh, That's right. Love it. Your ass is ours. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then. (laughs) Well, anyway, Jen been fun it always is where can people find you on the socials um they can find me at curious gen c-u-r-i zero u-s-j-e-n-n or um on my favorite uh, project ever which is now in 43 states i was gonna say i watched her pick up a state mm-hmm. at the beginning before yeah. we started recording arkansas sweet so you can uh, get a hold of me there it's at Jen Karen, J-E-N-N-C-A-I-R-N. 
Fantastic. Well, Jen, always a pleasure. Oh, the pleasure's <laughs> all mine. I just, that's a lovely photo there to end with. I know, Cat's right? Ass Cat right butt in the camera. Right in the camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, fine. Well, cheers. Cheers, Jen. Well, there you go. Another fine installment of Friday Whiskey. Indeed. With our friend Curious Jen. Oh, we had fun. Like I said, I wasn't planning on drinking this segment just because I had a lot going that day, but and she just kind of berated me into it. And I mean, there we are. You'll have that. <laughs> so Nick has something he wants to talk about. <laughs> that was quite <laughs> quite the subtle setup there, bud. Anyway, um, there was I explained to Nick how I had to set him up for this segment. Because otherwise it's just him talking the whole time and me staring at him. So that was my setup. Well, that was just that was that was just spectacular. <laughs> I'm I'm really appreciative of that stellar and you know just it was so professional. That was just a professional segue there. I can't I can't emphasize that. Been doing enough. this a long time, buddy. Anyway, I'm here for you. Well, on Monday, cigars had a victory. Yay! On Monday, U.S. Uh, dist- I just dashed all over. I, the ball. Yeah, I would say you hit my leg with that. Yeah. I, I thought I felt something, and yeah. sure enough, it I was I just your attacked us with this ash. great cigar. My God, this is good. Anyway, and what is that great cigar? Just so that we can continue to give that a plug. It's the it's Exodus nineteen fifty nine. Carlos Tarano Exodus nineteen fifty nine. The fifty year. This is a great stick, man. So like, I don't want this stick to end. This is how good this stick is. Well, unfortunately, it's a robusto, so it's going to end. Yeah, I know. I'm halfway quickly. through the thing, and I'm oh, I yeah. hate that. Anyway. But anyway, on Monday, uh, February 3rd, U.S. District Court Judge Amit Mehta ruled in favor of the premium cigar industry. Yay. In a lawsuit that was brought against the FDA and its requirements for warning labels on cigars. So basically what the judge ruled is that cigars do not have to put the warning labels on the boxes of cigars as per the FDA requirements. And the reason... Uh, the judge is saying that these should be regulated differently is because he says that the warning labels in 12-month process by which they're submitted and approved by the FDA violate the First Amendment. Uh, he says that the FDA warning label plan is arbitrary and violates the Administrative Procedure Act, which dictates how executive agencies like the FDA come up with and enforce rules. And um, the law was not signed by the person with the right title. And the entire deeming regulation should be thrown out. But the long and short of it is basically the judge uh, argued that the FDA's decision to consider uh, whether premium cigars should be exempted means that the agency understood that premium cigars are different than everything else. Which, when you take that into account, it also means that the FDA is providing, um, you know, they're just, they're, they're, pulling at straws all over the place with this and you know the judge apparently according to a uh, report by half wheel the judge did chastise the fda for its lack of evidence and circular arguments in regards to the health dangers of premium cigars but also hinted at inconsistent signals from the fda regarding whether the agency wants to continue regulating premium cigars if you remember at the beginning of the year the fda came out and said hey premium cigars are our lowest 
you know, priority, priority yeah. and everything else. And so, you know, how can the FDA be saying, hey, you need to do this and this and this by certain dates, but at the same time come out and say, you're our lowest priority. And so the judge is pretty much saying, hey, guys, pick a side on this thing and figure yeah. this out. Now, here's where this gets interesting, is that this ruling about the warning labels, this could be a big domino to fall because it's going to eventually force the FDA to truly sit down and consider what is the definition of a premium cigar yeah. versus like a machine-made, you know, Swisher and that sort like of thing. Like the box of five like Swishers at the convenience store, yeah. The stuff that's that are available, paper wrapper you know, and four filler. for a dollar yeah. and all that and everything, you know, whatever. And so this could be a very big ruling and decision for the cigar industry. So, yeah. um, you know, without, without I, you know, I, I have limited research into this and everything, but, but it's one of those things where this, this, this is a definite win. Yeah, and a lot of people did come out. I know uh, uh, J.C. Newman put out a press release on Monday, talking about how this is a big victory for the cigar industry and everything else. And this actually is a very big uh, win. Good for stuff. Everybody. So, so yeah. So you know, there's a little bit of positive news. Right, you know what? And then we lawsuit- need to take whatever positive news we can get yeah. these days. And then lawsuits. You know, blah blah blah. Continuing more arguments to come you know in other aspects of the argument but at least in terms of warning labels you will not see the gigantic warning labels on boxes um anytime hey here's the deal when when we got ready to record today we ordered some food and i got some fries you got a wrap and some fries yep i know those fries aren't healthy for me nope i know that you know it's my god-given right as an american to eat whatever the hell i want america 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 on the flip side I know that smoking may not be the healthiest thing for me, but it's very relaxing and I enjoy it and it makes me take a break from my really acidically stressful days that I have in journalism. And you know what I'm talking about. You deal with it too. I do. I mean, we're just getting pummeled from all sides right now. Eh, it's not just journalism. It's just in general being a small business owner yeah. in the United Trying States. Yeah, trying to make a payroll days. in the state of Illinois. Yeah, it's it's not, not easy. So, no. No, it is not. So, that being said... This is one of the things that I enjoy. It's one of the things that helps relax me. And you know what? Everything has some risks to it. It does. So that's the way I look at it. You weigh the pros, you weigh the cons. Yep. (laughs) That's all I got to say about that. (laughs) Okay, then. Well, I did meet Glenn Loop of the Cigar Rights of America out at TPE. You didn't Um, tell me that. That's awesome. Well, evidently somebody didn't listen to... uh the last episode, because if they would have, they would have heard Glenn Loop in and amongst all the interviews. I'm a couple behind. Okay. Anyway. I'm still stuck on the uh, Ask the Boys from a week or so back. Oh. That okay. was a great one. That was good. That was one of my favorite episodes. That's where everybody learned about the BF chicken. The BF chicken. Well, and was hiding the body the week before? I think so. We got to get some feedback on hiding a body. <laughs> we did get some <laughs> feedback on that. More than I maybe expected. Yeah, so, well, anyway. you know. Yeah, you know. When the FBI comes knocking at your door, I would consider that feedback. Lime people. <laughs> Remember the lime. Anyway. Um, I'm not talking about, you know, the fruit. But, no, I need to circle up with Glenn because we had talked about um, there's a court hearing coming up in March, and he was uh, thinking that sometime after that court hearing he would come on and kind of give a little bit of an update as to everything that's That'd be awesome. going on with, with all this. So that would be I think that would be very. Absolutely awesome. Very educational for everybody. Yeah. I think it'd be so good. let's talk politics for a little bit. Okay. Did you watch the State of the Union? Uh, I did. I was actually in the cigar lounge watching it. Yeah. 
It was something. It was something. It, okay, folks, I'm going to be honest. I tend to lean a little conservative. No. No. Who'd have thunk it? And I think Nick kind of does, too. I'm anybody more libertarian than I you. I think anybody. Uh, some aspects. Yeah. I think anybody who's listening to this show knows that we tend to lean libertarian to conservative. Yeah. Which, you know, whatever. Yeah. To each their own, which is my whole libertarian. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't care what you do. Just don't do it to me. Pretty much. Or, in some cases, maybe do. So. <laughs> D- depending on what it is. Anyway, what's the point of this? <laughs> so, no, my point is, I, I enjoyed the speech. I thought uh, Trump hit on a lot of points. Of course, you're getting all the PolitiFact and fact checker stuff that's come out with the AP and different things. And they're trying to tear apart the arguments. And you have that every time. You have that whether it was President Bush or it was President Obama you know, Clinton, yeah. you always have that. Mm-hmm. So the couple of things that I wanted to note from the speech is you had the Tuskegee Airman that was promoted to, I believe, Brigadier General. Yes. And I thought that be, having a short time in the Air Force, um, I was really proud to see that because those Tuskegee Airmen were really groundbreakers back in the day. And they got no respect. And they, they earned every bit of it fighting in World War II. Mm-hmm. And those guys, I mean, you know, they were flying, in some cases, some older planes, and they were, they were doing flights that other people didn't necessarily want to do. I mean, they were, they were really putting themselves out there, and they gained a lot of respect for it. And, you know, you see that now. You've got, how, how old is he? A hundred and, he's over a hundred. Yeah. And, you know, he's retired, but, but he got promoted to the rank of Brigadier General. And you know what? I'm proud of him for it. And so. he stood and stood, or sat and stood like everybody else. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, which was impressive. Aim high. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I mean, when I'm 100, I mean, I'm not going to make 100. No. <laughs> I'll be lucky to make 51. <laughs> but it's one of those things that if I make 100, I'm going to be comatose somewhere. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. And you're not going to be promoted to the rank of any general. No. Never you know, you know the, the back half of my life might go really well. You don't know this. <laughs> you're you're already into the back half. You dick. You're well into the back half. You dick. <laughs> anyway, so you know the one thing I do want to point out is Major Garrett, who used to be on Fox, who is now on uh, CBS. Uh-huh. I just wonder when that poor guy is going to get promoted to Colonel. Oh my God! You make that joke every time he comes on TV. <laughs> I mean, anyway. at least Lieutenant Colonel. Anyway, you know. His name is Major. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying full bird. Just, oh my you know. God. Anyway. anyway. So. <laughs> all right. I, it's my favorite joke. So one other thing, all, all joking aside, one other thing that I wanted to mention uh, before we wrap up today is someone else was honored that night, uh, Rush Limbaugh, who yes. is, love him or hate him. I was going to say, this is their moment of, of slight pol- political talk, but, but love him or hate him. Yeah, I, I've I've listened to him for years. Um, Rush Limbaugh, he um, he saved AM radio. Flat saved AM I was radio say, for for you know if you look at him just from a broadcast side, you know the man has done some incredible things um, behind his golden EIB microphone. Yep, and started off in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Yeah, I mean he's he's definitely showcased how you can make a career. In AM radio. Yes. Or, or in radio, period. Additionally, you know, you can't deny that the man has been the an influential force on the political history of this country for the last, you know, what, 
30 years at oh, least. Oh, man. Um, I guess he would have started up. He started in the late 80s, early 90s. Something like that. So, yeah. yeah. So, you know, 30-plus years. Yeah. So, With his national show. You know, be that as it may, it did come out on Monday. I think it was Monday. That he is now in um, dealing with a cancer diagnosis, yeah, advanced lung cancer, and as a guy who he uh, has been a very prominent cigar smoker and everything else, it is probably something that we all need to send a little smoke up for Rush Limbaugh in send, in, send in, out his, your in his honor because yep. whether like I said whether you like him or not, he um, he's been a very outgoing and unabashed cigar lover absolutely and like i said i just wanted to make sure to mention that if we can lift him up in our prayers um guys i would i would appreciate you doing that for him and again he has been a big proponent of the industry that we're podcasting about yeah and and you know it's not to say that his his love of cigars is you know correlated with the lung cancer you know let's be real um lung cancer is one of those things that because so much blood runs through the lungs, it, the cancer could have started somewhere else yeah. and eventually just spread to his lungs. Well, and the other thing, and you will hear him talk about his formerly nicotine-stained hands, he was a cig- cigarette smoker for years. That's true. Yeah. And you're much more, I mean, much more likely to get to get lung cancer from cigarette smoking than you are cigar smoking. Well, although, you don't, although we're, you don't we're inhale not, cigars, or at least we're not, not medical professionals, to. but yeah. True, but... Anyway, so with that said, yes, we do want to lift him up, offer our thoughts and prayers for Rush Limbaugh as he's going through a very difficult medical uh, diagnosis and, and I guess I assume series of treatments. Yeah. So there you go. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention was uh, Pelosi ripping up the speech. Mm. What are your thoughts on that, Nicholas? <sighs> I thought it was classless because, you know, look. Now he did. He did blow her off on the handshake coming in. I don't care. She just impeached him. It is what it is. But yeah. here's the thing: you get why he's bitter. I do, but you didn't see John Boehner, and you didn't see um, any of the Republican speakers of the House rip up Obama's speeches after he gave his speeches. Now you did have that you one know, guy stand up and scream liar at him. You did, but there were <clears> people and that was sta- also classless. And that was also classless. I'll point out any anybody Republican or Democrat that interrupts or makes any sort of show out of themselves during a speech uh, by the president of the opposing party is classless. Mm -hmm. I'll just put it out there. The president of the United States, Democrat or Republican, that is an office that needs to be respected. Yep. And I don't care if it's the most boorish, you know, animal of a man in that office or not. He is the president of the United States. And whether you like him or not, you owe the office the respect that it deserves. Hey, you know what? We got an election coming up and in November. And if you don't like him, vote him out. Vote somebody else. Yep. And the thing is, things have just gotten so goddamn personal in this country. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, you know, we just need to take a step back. Chill the F Chill out. Chill the F out. Actually, it's funny. After we got done uh, watching the speech in the cigar lounge, you know, a couple guys and I, we sat around. And we solved all the world's problems over a cigar afterwards. You know, yep. we talked about how... It's more dangerous when Congress is in session because they're actually doing stuff and passing yeah. laws. And that's, the less they do, the, the less they do, the are. better we are. Yep. And so we actually said, you know, this whole majority vote thing that needs to go away. Every single law passed by Congress, every single law needs to be done with a, uh, a two-third majority vote. That way, you guarantee that members of the opposing party, at least a portion of them, 
will go along with and agree with this proposal. Yeah. It, it forces compromise. Additionally, we said that... Um, what else none did of, say? None all of the, the bills, stuff in the bills. All the bills yep. need to be 50 pages or less and can be easily understood by a layman. Yep. And then also, no more of these omnibus bills where, shit. where you're putting yep. in multiple things into one bill. Every bill should just be one item. And if you want to get a second item passed, you need to file a second bill. I go back to Ronald and Reagan on this. Just and I simplify the damn process. The line item veto. Mm-hmm. Because you should... It, here's the problem, folks. And you may or may not realize this. So they'll put up a bill that is the Child Care Protection Act of 2020. And in that, they'll have $300 million to research cattle feces. Now, look, I don't have a problem with researching feces because here's the thing. Well, you like poop. No, because at some point here, the poop patrols in San Francisco are going to start coming down with some weird virus. You folks have heard about the poop patrols in San Francisco, right? So, all right, Jeff's giving me a weird look here, so I'll go into this for a second. There are so many. I'm usually the one that does the weird shit. There's so many, like, homeless people and people living in camps and everything else. There was a video of the guy just crapping in in the store the other day. That human beings are just dropping pants and just pooping on the sidewalk in San Francisco to the point that the city has now had to develop what they're calling the poop patrol. And what do they get paid for that? It's like $103,000 to go out and pick up poop off the sidewalk. Now, Jeff's saying, oh, man, I'll, I'll do that. You couldn't pay me. I clean up my own for free now. Dude, you could $103,000 is not enough for me to go out and clean up human feces <laughs> off the sidewalk. But the point remains, when you start having that many people living in camps together and everything else, and you start introducing the the element of human feces all over the ground That's how and the everything. started. Precisely. Yep. We're going to see, I mark my words, folks, you're going to see some sort of weird virus starting up in, in California, and it's going to be because of this whole damn situation they well, got out there. And so I don't mind some research into feces. Well, I said cattle, but okay. Whatever. If it's human, okay. I'm just saying, because at some point we're going to need that information. Where I have a problem is when they start spending, you know, a half a billion dollars into the mating to, to study the mating habits of the male dolphin or something like that. Yeah. Those things just want to screw everything. They do. They just want to go around and just like, you know, flipper everything to death. I mean, it's yeah. just nothing but horny little animals in the <laughs> sea. I mean, you see these videos every once in a while where somebody's out swimming with them and the, it just, just mounts somebody. Them. Yeah. It just starts humping them. Yeah. Goddamn dolphins just humping everything. Did you ever go see the uh, flipper show at SeaWorld? No. Yeah. Did it hump the trainer? No, but it just get out of the water and dance around. Dance around. You know what it yeah. was thinking. Yeah, it wasn't dancing around. It was like, hey, check out my junk. Check out my junk. <laughs> it was just like, yeah. I mean. I'm going to bone you. I'm going to bone you. Where's your blowhole? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. <laughs> dolphins. They'll fuck anything. <laughs> they will. <laughs> and we're going to get a letter from the dolphin lobby. I was going to say the dolphin people are going to be upset, but <laughs> whatever. Tell us it's not true. Prove it. Prove it's not true. Also, since you talked about plagues and people <laughs> dying, yeah, the corona whatever thing going on over in China. Oh, I know. Okay, and those you, numbers are skyrocketing. Did you see that? Now they they put those up and then took them back down. And I hate to admit it, guys, it was on Drudge, but I found it. Um, Why do you hate to admit it? Well, it was, yeah, I was just saying where I got it from. Drudge, ad- he, he he's an aggregator. He aggregates a lot of news. This was from a news service in Taiwan, I believe. And apparently, they initially put up, there were 24,000 plus people that have died from this. They've 
they've now taken that down and put up 300. Dude, if there weren't people leaking information out of China, we yeah. wouldn't know how big of a thing this no, is. No, this but is But there are bad. enough whistleblowers starting to put out information that, yeah, this coronavirus thing is a big deal. Now, the- I'm not worried because I don't drink Corona. Oh, my God. Sorry. Everybody's been making stupid beer jokes, and I just had to jump on the bandwagon. But, like, <laughs> here I am. Here I am trying to be serious for once, and we've reversed roles. Anyway. But they, uh, there was another piece on there that said that the crematoriums are, like, burning up hundreds of people a day now. Like, yeah. it is bad, bad. It is bad. But, see, this is what happens when you put uh, a large amount of people into a general area. You can it's it's just nature implementing. Well, they initially said they thought it came from snakes, but now they're saying uh, one of the things I've seen is said it's from people eating bat soup. It's, Who the hell's eating bat soup? It's nature implementing population control. Yeah. It just happens naturally sometimes, and that's what I'm saying. I'm worried about in California. You start putting all these people together in potentially, you know, in very um, very low sketchy, sanitary sketchy conditions, sketchy yeah. and in low sanitary conditions and everything like that. You're gonna result in some sort of weird, brand new plague that starts sweeping around, and then everybody's got to worry about it. Yep, absolutely. And you know what happens then? That's the, when we the put, wolves come. That's that's when the wolves came. No. <laughs> That's when we start to put, you know, high explosives along the border of California, and we just send it into the Pacific as its own little ocean. Or, or island. Island, yeah. island, not Well, ocean. if it sinks, it's its own little ocean. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. It's it like just, Atlantis. It can be its own little island. Hell, it can even become its own little country. And then that way, we don't have to worry about, you know, the... Californistan. Yeah, exactly. They can do what they want to do. <laughs> just be you. you and be then we you. can cut Chicago into its own separate state. From the rest well, of downstate Illinois. And we can still keep the 50 states on the stars. That needs to or happen. 50 stars on the flag. Yeah. Boy, I'm just not putting together a coherent thought today. Cylinders are not all banging. Not really. Yeah. Anyway. But, yeah. No, I'm all for separating the state of Illinois. We are two separate states. And you know what? There are and some we are very dominated good by people. The north. There are some very good people in Chicago, um, some of which listen to this, this program. But they know it's jacked up, too. But that's the thing. There is a significant difference between the mindset and lifestyle of the people in Chicago versus the mindset and lifestyle of the people of Southern Illinois. And it just becomes a question of at some point, when do we consider ourselves the Dakotas and say, hey, North and South, we're good yeah. with that. I'm, I'm fine with it. We're good with it. Everybody's like, I, I've had people say to me, how would Southern Illinois survive? And I'm thinking, give us a shot. I, I think we'll be okay. Just give us a We'd shot. We'd find a way. Yeah. We wouldn't Life be the richest. finds a way. We would not be the richest state in the union. We don't have to be. But we'd find a way. Yeah, we can be the West Virginia of the Midwest. Boy, we're getting all sorts of anarchist political here today, aren't we? <laughs> anyway, why'd you have to bring up the State of the Union? Then we get into the stupid well, why crap. Don't, why don't we just become Northern Kentucky? I'm fine with that, too. Well, there are some uh, counties of Virginia that have been proposing uh, an annexation into West Virginia. And yeah. West Virginia said, yeah, we'll take you. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't they? I mean, I mean they got a, nothing. There's a lot of, you know, Sorry to West hoops to jump through. But, you know, there's there's a number of counties that are wanting to secede into West Virginia. Yeah. So maybe that's the way. Maybe we just need to, like, propose, hey, you know, we'll secede. The problem is I live in the same county as East St. Louis, and so, you know, nobody's going to want to take my county. Well, I mean, it, it's just the level of corruption that you exactly. have in East St. Louis. And, you know, I've watched my friends at the Belleville News Democrat bang away on it for years. It never gets better. Nah, there's you know. nobody left at the Belleville News Democrat. Anyway, no, there's that's not. a whole God love thing. Em. All right. Well, yeah, all my, now we're getting super hyper-local. All my so investigative people are gone there, and I hate we, it. We, so. won't, we won't do that, but anyway. But what no, are you, it's, What are you getting on the cigar there? 
<laughs> I don't want to talk about East St. Louis anymore. What are you, what are you getting on the Okay, Saturday? fine. You know, everybody always jokes that St. Clair County taught Chicago how to run politics. It's possible. Yeah. I've heard that joke many, many times. This is a good cigar. I'm down to the nub. It's super hyper-local. Sorry, guys. Yeah. So, anyway. But I'm down to the nub, and I don't want it to end. It's been a really good, consistent smoke. I mean, I've enjoyed it. Again, I'm getting that fruit, and I can't figure out what it is. I'm not getting fruit anymore. That stopped maybe a little, right around halfway. Kind of got a little caramely near the middle of the yeah, cigar, maybe. That. Now, as I'm in the back third of this it's thing. It's almost like a caramel apple now that you say that. Maybe. It's just, it's it's very creamy. Um, just I'd a wonderful stick. The back third of this has kind of some earthy tones to it. Maybe like a very light. Man, maybe. I don't know. My mind is saying one thing, but like I'm wrestling with it. I almost say maybe like a very light coffee flavor, maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I'm still like I said, it's it's creamy. It's got some kind of fruit flavor that I've the whole time we've done this, I haven't <coughs> been able to put my finger on. <coughs> I just retro retrohaled. Yeah. Um, ooh, I coughed on my retrohale too. So earthy, it's earthy. Yeah. I don't have a complaint about it though, and I've it's burned well. I mean, it's well constructed. It has constructed. burned very well. Like if you look at my ash there, it's actually kind of really interesting. I've got like, yeah. you know, the dark gray and the light gray and the dark gray. And yeah, the it's light, pretty you know, cool. Kind of the layers going on there. It's pretty cool. But let me yeah, see the no, card on I, this uh, real quick. I do not have any complaints about the what is this? The Carlos. Yeah, this was this was the uh, number ten cigar of the year in two thousand ten. Yeah, it's what the Carlos ninety three rating from. Uh, Cigar aficionado. Carlos Tarano, right? Yeah, very, very good stick. It's the Exodus 1959, 50-year cigar, and I don't have a bad word to say about it. No. We've had a run of good sticks. It is a good stick. And this stick came courtesy of the February My Monthly Cigars box, which if you're interested in My Monthly Cigars, you should go over to MyMonthlyCigars.com, which is a premium cigar subscription service. Look at you working in the commercial. And I like you it. can get a box of cigars. Such an easy transition. Sent to, and then you go and stomp all over it. Sent <laughs> to your house every month. We recommend the four cigars for $30 box. That's called the Robusto box. The Nick and Gator Care Package. Jeff likes to call it. And we get that box, and over the course of the month, we smoke the four cigars that are in that box on four shows. So you can smoke those along with us and let us know your thoughts and opinions. And when you sign up for My Monthly Cigars, make sure you use offer code PULPIT, P-U-L-P-I-T. That'll get you free shipping on the first box, or it'll get you 20% off any of the items in the store because they do have all of the cigars that are in the box available on the in the store. So if, let's say, you go to your brick and mortar and you want to try it and maybe they don't have any of them and uh, can't get any of them, feel free to order some from My Monthly Cigars. Absolutely. And I would be remiss in not pointing out the MSRP guarantee, which basically says that all the MSRP of all of the sticks within that box is guaranteed to meet or exceed the price of the box. And so Jeff is doing the quick math to determine the MSRP value of the February box. 24 and 18, what is that? 24 and 18 is 42. Yeah, so it's a little over $42 worth of cigars in yeah, this box. Yeah, so it's like a $42 box. Well, shoot, the one, the, the one that we're holding till the end is the uh, Ave Maria. And that cigar by itself has an MSRP of $18. There you go. I'm looking forward to it. So anyway, so that's... Uh, so go over to MyMonthlyCigars.com. Absolutely. And we had our first winner on Tuesday's episode. We did episode. have our first winner of our weekly giveaways. 
on Tuesday's episode. My buddy Craig Lazenby. And if you want to be our second winner, make sure you sign up for our free email newsletter by heading over to CigarPulpit.com. By getting on that list, that will get you the um, entered into winning our weekly giveaways. And we have quite a bit of prizes. Oh, yeah. You know, lined up and everything. I mean... Yeah, I mean, look, we're not setting the world on fire here, folks, but it's free swag, so why are you complaining? Why not? Jump so, on in. <laughs> anyway, but um, yeah, jump on in and just head on over there, sign up, make sure your email's on the list. As long as your email's on the list, you'll be entered to win. The minute you hit unsubscribe, though, you're screwed. Yeah. So, And I need to get a newsletter put so together. So when do right I get away. a copy of the list? You don't get a copy of the oh, list. Okay. That's why you didn't know that Craig was even on I the list. I didn't even know Craig was on it. And you <laughs> announced that he won. I'm like, I know that guy. Yeah, no. Anyway, so yeah, make sure you sign up for the uh, for the weekly giveaways, and um, what other kind of housekeeping business? He even reached do we out the other do? day after uh, he heard his name on the podcast. It was all excited. So well, cool. Yep, he was happy you won. Um, what other kind of uh, housekeeping? Do- oh, uh, other housekeeping notes. We obviously, as we said in the beginning of this episode, had to postpone the first stop on the Nick and Gator uh, traveling freak show and cigar evangelical revival tour. However, the next stop on the tour will be in Chicago. Chi-Town. After we trashed them on the podcast. I mean, just because we didn't trash them. We just said we want them to be their other state. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Set us um, free. So we will be going up to <laughs> Chicago on Friday, February 21st. And we'll be around in town um, through Saturday, February 22nd. We'll probably head home like, you know. Probably late that night, I would imagine. There will be a stop, no matter what we do. There are two stops I always make in Chicago. Okay. One is Garrett's Popcorn. Okay. And poor Nick has had to circle the block for me while I go in and buy my popcorn on more than one occasion. Now I just go in and buy it because it's just such a pain in the ass driving around It's so good. And if you've never had Garrett's Popcorn, folks, you're missing out. Anyway. Number two, the other stop is we have to go to the Billy Goat. Yeah, but I don't, we can't smoke at the Billy Goat. We can't smoke at the Billy Goat, but we can have uh, double cheese. Yep. <laughs> yes, folks, if you're familiar at all with the Saturday Night Live bit from way back when with cheeseburger, uh, cheeseburger. John Belushi with cheeseburger, cheeseburger, it's, a, it's based off the Billy Goat tap fries, in chips. Chicago. Yep. But anyway. That's um, when they were in Second City. They would always go there after their performances. But we will find um, some cigar lounges to hit up in Chicago. And we'll kind of give us your suggestions. Yes, give us some suggestions. But we will find somewhere to go and uh, light up a stick or two, and hopefully you folks can come out and join us. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll be posting on the socials where we're going to be and when. And Nick's going to spend a little more time in the lounges than I am. I've got a uh, conference to go to. Uh huh. But uh, you know, well, I'll be around here. There, my reporter will be going to that conference. Angela as well. Yes, I just. uh, I've been there, done that, and it's a snooze fest. So I'm, I, you know what, I enjoy. I'm choosing it. to enjoy the cigar lounges instead. You do that. So I'm going to go learn information and then have a stick. And then we will be circling out to Indianapolis. Um, second attempt, we will be circling. The plan out is the last week, the last the, weekend yep. of the month. So we'll probably hit the road sometime on Friday, February 28th. Head out there, probably find somewhere to go that Friday night. Um, and then Saturday, February 29th, I figure, you know what, that might just be an all-day sticks day. All day it sticks. All day it sticks. And then that evening. Meet up with the Brotherhood from uh, the Barrel Burners that night. that evening. The Barrel Burners will be having their event at Sticks, And so, yeah, we'll hang out there. And then probably roll back to the St. Louis area on uh, Sunday, March the 1st. Good times. Yeah. Well, it's been and an effort. And then from there, we'll figure out where else we're going to go. 
Well, we're for sure going to Vegas, and we'll That's be going. July. We'll be going to Kansas City. That'll be in September. Yep, and probably Weston again because we really enjoyed that going out to Corey's show out. Probably in we already have tickets to Weston. That's right. Well, I got mine. Did you ever get yours? I did get mine, and I know where mine's at. <laughs> do you know where yours is at? I do. Okay, it's in my console. Okay. I got my uh, challenge it. coin. <laughs> um, Those are really cool, by the way. Yeah, if you've folks, ever been, if you're anywhere around Weston, Missouri. If you're Western, anywhere Missouri, near Weston, Missouri, it's about half an hour north of Kansas City. You really need to seriously look into the Weston Tobacco Festival because the ticket that they give you is actually like a challenge coin. Yeah, it's cool. And this year, uh, Southern Draw is uh, the big uh, the big sponsor of it and everything. But you're they're going to have, I think, like five five manufacturers out there and the the rule that they've put forth with that event is that for you to be one of the five featured manufacturers you have to send like a cigar liberty with you so like you know for example like oscar valadares will be out there with oscar cigars and we love oscar you know um he's such a cool guy if if it stands true to tradition manuel casada will be out there with casada cigars i love mr casada uh, robert holt will be out there with southern draw cigars oh, cool you know so like you're gonna get like the guys out of this thing and and let me tell you folks this is this is the best event because it's just music and super good food and barbecue. And Corey's been learning how to. He's been he's been baking tons and tons of pies, trying to figure out the best kind of pie. I'm not gonna lie; those baked potatoes they you're had gonna were get insane. homemade pie and everything out there. Yeah. And and then, you know, the booze is flowing freely. The cigars are lit up and going the whole time. I mean, it is the best down home Missouri time you could ever have. It so. really is. And and the cool part is, it's in an old tobacco barn. It is. Yeah. Which, Corey, I know, is uh, looking to purchase um, that tobacco barn here very soon. Yeah, That's it's gonna be really his cool. You know, it'll be his building. That's awesome. Yeah. So. Well, good stuff. Yeah. It's been a valiant effort. Well, we still got to circle up. We can be available, found on the socials. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Jeff is trying to jump the gun here. I am. So we do have the socials. We are available on Instagram at The Cigar Pulpit and Naked Gator. That's N-E-K-K-I-D Gator. And we are also available on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and you can always reach out to us through CigarPulpit.com. Yes. Final thoughts on the cigar? It was Jeff's great. Jeff's done with I'm it. Done. I am done. I got left to go. I got down to where I was burning my fingers trying to hold on to the little bit I had left. I didn't want to give it up. It's a good cigar. It's the Carlos uh, Tarano the 50 uh, year. Exodus 1959. Yep. So Great cigar. It's a good cigar. If you can find it, look it. it up. If you can't, if it's not in one of your local stores, we always want you to buy from brick and mortar. Yes, we always emphasize the brick and mortar. You know, go and definitely find you know what you can in the brick and mortar. But if not, there's always monthly cigars or mymonthlycigars.com. Exactly. So, well, Jeff, this has been another sermon from the cigar pulpit. Should people stay smoky? I, I'm Nick. This is Gator. And yes, you should stay smoky. <laughs> <laughs>